Welcome to I Like the Way You Work It, a podcast from your friends at Dateline Digital Printing. At Dateline, we care a lot about taking unusually good care of people and helping them do their very best work. This podcast is a gift to the remarkable people we have the honor of serving. And now, I Like the Way You Work It, with your host, Jeff Welch. is up. This is Jeff Welch with another episode of I Like the Way You Work It. Today I am sharing a conversation with longtime Fairbankson Steve Lundgren, who is the CEO of Denali State Bank. And in this conversation, not only do we talk about his love for racquetball, we talk about his career path and how he got his start. We talk about how he balances the demands of being a CEO with life in general, being a husband and a father. And we talk about how mistakes that he's made along the way have informed his success and the kind of things that he looks for in a leader. Steve is just such a, a humble and, uh, and straightforward guy, and I, I really appreciate him spending time with us, and I think you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. You play racquetball, is that correct? Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go play racquetball later this evening. All right. Yeah. So... I know I know almost nothing about racquetball. There is a somewhat tennis racket shaped racket, but it's smaller. Is that right? Yeah, that that's correct. I'll, I'll tell you what. There's there is a YouTube video uh-huh. that stars several Fairbanks racquetball oh, personalities, legends maybe. That, and uh, <laughs> and there's some really interesting information in that if you're if you're interested well, about curious. racquetball and and Fairbanks racquetball because what like what I've seen it seems like the objective you're in a box you're in a room like a small room and you're you're hitting a ball as hard as you can off a wall I can only assume trying to hit the other person with the ball well (laughs) I I will tell you that's not the object of racquetball for some people Mm -hmm. but for others of us you know if we happen to accidentally hit Mm -hmm. one of our uh, one of our partners mm-hmm. or our competitors with the ball, you know, uh, yeah. s- sometimes we feel bad about that. And other times you'll hear applause <laughs> in the racquetball court. I... There's a different kind of reinforcement there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would imagine that there there would be uh, uh, the, the possibility of, to go home with welts, maybe a black eye from time to time, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Well, last, I bet that ball gets moving. Uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, I ended up, uh, I had a little little gash under my eye, or mm-hmm. you'll get a you, you'll get a welt generally on the back side of your body, mm-hmm. and if you're in the correct racquetball position, you're kind of bent over so mm-hmm. you can move quickly. So yeah. there's a particular part of your anatomy yeah. that's more exposed, exposed than the rest sure. of your body. Yeah. Well, I would think that that's a good place to wear it. Uh, it maybe not ho- when you try to ho- sit down the next yeah, day, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, nobody sees that. Yeah. <laughs> But Jeff, I'll, I'll tell you the the racquetball, you know, for me and for those of us, and there's a good group here that play in town. Um, it's a it, it helps, you know, it's good exercise for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in a small room, unlike tennis, where you can hit the ball yeah. out of out of play. You, the ball stays in the room, um, but you're not just running in a straight line. You it yeah. ca- it causes you to have to move forwards, backwards, side to side. Um, but it's a it's very social. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why most of the, if you're hardcore, just want to work out, you probably won't do racquetball. Yeah. But if you enjoy uh, a little competition and some socializing and exercise at the same time, it's really, it's really good for that. That's yeah. interesting. I, I like yeah. that, that combination there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you were very gracious to come and speak to the students at Leadership Fairbanks recently. And uh, you, you talked a little about how you got started in your career and, uh, and kind of your progression. Uh, and I, I would love if you would share that uh, here, at least in, in some form. You know, how did, how did you get started? You're, you're the CEO of a bank. Uh, you didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to be the CEO of a bank. There was a lot of work that went into that progression. So how did you get started? Well, so, Jeff, I, I often think about bankers, long-term professional bankers that I know, and I can't tell you any one of them that decided right out of <laughs> high school, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be a banker. Yeah. Now, it could be that some of the best banking professionals made that decision early in life, but I will tell you that most of us just kind of fell into it. I, you know, I knew I wanted to go to college. Um, I got a degree in business, mm-hmm. frankly, because that was the degree program that offered the most electives. Uh-huh. So I could try out, try out, you know, diff- yeah. different options. Yeah. Um, but I did have, when I was in college, um, uh, one of my professors invited in a couple bankers, and I still remember this. You know, mm-hmm. I've been out of college a long time, and and I didn't think I'd be a banker at that point in time, but that made an impression on me. And then I graduated and was looking for jobs in all sorts of industries and ended up getting a job. It was actually a savings and loan at the time uh, because uh, the, the pastor of my church knew the president of a bank that had just opened. And I, I want you to know that's kind of been the, the story of my progression through banking. Every job I've gotten has been because I've been so fortunate and lucky to know people and to have relationships that have presented opportunities to me that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of how I started my banking career. And so you you get into is the savings and loan. Um, and is this, where is this? Where are we at? Well, so this is an SNL in... Um, in Oregon yeah. at the time, and this was, this was, I will tell you, you'll be able to figure out my <laughs> we can, age. We can research uh, it. Yeah. I'm, you know, this was back in the 80s, and this was right before the last big recession, mm-hmm. prior to the one we, that we just went through in the 2008, 2010 timeframe. Sure. And you may recall, if you're as old as me, that that was called the S, you know, the SNL disaster. A lot of savings and loans, in fact, you can't find a savings and loan practically mm-hmm. anymore they most of them went out of business during that time um, but that was that was in Oregon and um, then I had the opportunity um, I still had a job fortunately but uh, financial service professionals were a dime a dozen on the street there was no upward progression available for me at the time and I interviewed for a for a, a job with a financial institution up in Alaska, and I was young and single and, and adventuresome and yeah. and never been out of Oregon and uh, interviewed for the job and it was hired to come to Alaska and uh, ended up in Fairbanks, Alaska. Wow, yeah. And so you, you've, you've kind of gotten this first start in banking. There's something that's interesting there. You take this leap to come to Alaska and, I mean, that's been 
thirty-ish years. Yeah, that's now? been that's <laughs> been yeah you know, over over thirty years yeah. over thirty years now. And so, what what was that progression like for you? I mean, was was it fairly steady? Did did you stay in any one kind of role for a long period of time, or were you were you like just very thinking about the top, or were you just had your head down and were doing your work? Well, so I was hired as a management trainee. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I did that for about year, a year, and then I became a manager of a of a branch, and we did mortgage loans, and we helped customers. And what I liked about banking is you're helping people. Mm-hmm. You're it's it's you're dealing with money, but it's not a product industry; it's a service industry. You're really dealing with people, and when you lend people money, you're you're really helping them. And I I got enjoyment out of seeing and helping people fulfill fulfill their dreams. Um, and so, you know, I would do one job and then I was always, I, I was never satisfied with doing one thing mm-hmm. for very long. I always have wanted to learn more, um, and to do different things. I, I get bored a little <laughs> bit easily. Uh, and so once I got comfortable with something, I would, I would look for opportunities to move on to something else. Yeah. So, I was down there for six years, and I moved around. I was went to three different jobs for the same company for six years before I moved to Alaska, and then I had a job there. I was there for six years, uh, and then moved. I've been at three three banks in in Fairbanks, and mm-hmm. I uh, there's no nowhere else for me to go in Fairbanks now. <laughs> Denali State Bank is is the the last place that yeah. probably would would want to hire me. And, <laughs> And, I, and I'm happy to be here now. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. So I, I have worked with Denali State Bank on a number of occasions, and um, I mean, it's the, the bank that Dateline uses. And so I'm I'm in the, the Chena Pump branch. That's my branch right there. I'm sure other people use it too, but they don't realize, realize it's, it's my branch. Uh, but the Chena Pump branch, uh, I'm in there all the time. And I'll tell you, uh, there are it's often different faces over time see different people but the quality of service has always been exemplary and i mean that's as, as a business owner that's something i pay attention to right that's very important to my business so i'm always looking for it when i'm interacting with other businesses so i wonder um like that doesn't happen by accident so how do you as a ceo like how are you developing that culture of service so that that is all throughout your organization. So thanks, thanks for asking me that. I, and I will, I will tell you that that doesn't start with me. That doesn't start with my um, management team. That starts with my board of directors. Mm-hmm. And when they hired me, and we were talking about what my priorities should be, maintaining and developing a culture of customer service was the first thing on their list. Mm-hmm. Now, Denali State Bank uh, formed in 1986 in this town, you know, with a ser- service culture at that at that time. So, service has always been very, very important to the bank. But my directors wanted to make sure when they hired me mm-hmm. that I was going to follow through with that. Yeah. So they they reinforced the importance of that, and then um, we went through a change in the banking industry, uh, a significant change as a result of what some may call the Dodd-Frank Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the financial collapse of uh, you know 2008 through 2010, lo- a lot of banks went out of business. And um, there was a much stricter regulatory focus on banks. And 
uh, you know, we were having to look hard at the ways we were doing business. Um, and it would have been easy to lose that culture of service during that time. And so we made a conscientious decision to make a financial investment in uh, a culture of service at our bank. And, and we've, we've done numerous things. Um, my team members, you know, we're a small bank. We have individual responsibilities. We're, we're boots on the ground. Um, you know, all my executive management team is down in the lobby so we can, you know, we talk to customers, the president, the chief financial officer, chief lending officer, chief operations officer of Denali State Bank are on customer row. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of things to do. So we don't internally have a lot of time to develop culture programs. We know we want to provide customer service. So we've gone out and, and we've, we've hired companies to come in mm-hmm. that specialize in bank customer service and, and help us with our, our um, culture of service program. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it's, it's worked out really well for yeah, us. Seems, we we have a real commitment, real commitment to that. Yeah, good. I know that community involvement is really important to you. And I think that you probably have examples throughout your career of, of why, but I, I'm, I'm curious to know, like how, how has being involved in the community and, and so you were once the president of the chamber board, you're, you're still a member of that board. Uh, you are active in industry um, boards as well. How, how have those things helped you professionally and even personally? Why are those things so important to you? Yeah, so, uh, you mentioned Chamber of Commerce. Uh, my, oh, we just we just had our annual shareholder meeting. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, um, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So that's two nights ago. And in my presentation, I always include a slide that shows all of the organization. Well, not all of them, mm-hmm. but you know we have. And this is what I tell our shareholders: we have roughly seventy employees, and here are a list of seventy organizations that the bank and the employees support. Now there are more than than so many organizations. Mm-hmm. But one of those is, is United Way. We have a United Way drive every year, and, and I go to each of the branches and talk to all the people and, uh, that I work with, and I tell them, look, you know, our tagline that we have outside each branch is your locally owned community bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a community bank. Uh, I tell our, uh, my coworkers, we rely on the community for our success. We rely on it for our compensation, to take care of our families, to, to, to take care of our children. Um, and so it's important if we, you know, we're relying on the community, we need to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, um, we encourage our employees to support the community. Um, that's, that's good for the bank, our customers, our community likes to see us doing that. But, but more than that, it's good for Every one of my staff, and me included, that volunteers and helps uh, within the in the community. There's there's a there are personal rewards. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of people that that have children. They're involved in PTA, and they're very personally vested yeah. in uh, the organizations of their choice. But what I've seen then is that um, I mentioned every job I've gotten is because you know, of relationships I've developed, and those are all relationships I've developed over time by being involved in the community. Sure. So there are very, for me, very um, identifiable rewards for, for community involvement. 
that you know, you know go beyond the ones that are good for business yeah. and and uh, you know, overall you know, good for the community. It's nice when those things can be married together, yeah. though, right? Where yeah. you you do something that that is uh, both beneficial to you from a professional level, but also is edifying to you in, in a personal way and really is uh, when you can get away with doing for work something that really makes you feel great because you got to serve mm-hmm. somebody or got mm-hmm. to take care of somebody. Uh, that's a pretty great gig, right? It, it hey, is. This is part of my job. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, now, I, you've done a lot of things right. I'm sure you've done almost everything right. But I'm going to guess along the way you've made a mistake or two. What would you say you've learned from maybe some of the the near misses? Uh, what you what do you think you've learned along the way that has helped you to be successful? I got to tell you, um, I you know I'm a I'm a sports fan, mm-hmm. and um, when I have talked, I had the opportunity to talk to people about leadership and what it means to me. One of my childhood idols, well, not really childhood. But when I was younger, <laughs> was Michael Jordan, sure. and he talks about how you know he was successful because of all the times he failed. Yeah. He's made winning shots, but he's missed a million of those. Yeah. Um, and I, I will, I'll tell you, I'm. People see the things that that your company or, or you do that are that are good. Hopefully, they don't see the mistakes mm-hmm. that you make so much. But uh, I've I've just been really fortunate because I've worked with some people that are very understanding mm-hmm. and have given me um, uh, a lot of rope and a lot of latitude. But um, I've, you know, I've made a lot of, a lot of mistakes over, over the years. And what I, what I learned from those uh, has been um, maybe, maybe sometimes be a little more thoughtful, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't be too thoughtful. You can't, one mistake is by waiting and waiting and waiting sure. and analyzing and analyzing yeah. and never making a decision really is a decision not sure. to do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And and so there's a there's a balance there between, you know, pulling the trigger and not pulling the trigger. And um and having having had some challenges in my past has helped me be more understanding when the people I work with yeah. have challenges. Um, because when people make a mistake or have a challenge, that's, I tell them that's really, that's really an opportunity for people around you to see who you are and mm-hmm. what you're made of and how you, how you manage it. And you can actually come out stronger than, than before if you handle adversity uh, as, you know, as a responsible a ad- sure. adult professional, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, those are really opportunities for growth, right? When everything Correct. works, yeah. we're, we're probably not growing. Being a CEO, I mean, there's a lot of demands on your time and on your energy and all that good stuff. Um, how have you balanced that uh, uh, against being a husband and a, a father and a racquetball maven? Uh, how, do you, how do you sort of balance <laughs> all these other important things in your life with having a, having a big job? Well, for me, it it starts with a, a very very understanding family and mm-hmm. and, and spouse and uh, and I I have to you know t- to me my priority my number one priority is my family but you know to take care of my family I have to have a job okay. and I have to I have to provide for them and I've been fortunate to have a family that's supportive of that um, sometimes sometimes though you, you know with your job with my job. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not punching a clock, 
and on an assembly line that stops at 5 o'clock, and then you can yeah. go home and you don't have to think about it. There's sure. always things to do. You could work 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. and and it's it's a struggle to know when to say no, but sometimes you just have to say no. Sometimes, though, you you know you have to put in extra hours. You have to put in extra time, and hopefully it all balances out. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to have a management team and to have a board that they all have families. They all understand that. And, yeah. and we, we all work together to support each other when you need to work extra or when you have family challenges. I'll tell you at the bank, we have a very family friendly, uh, work culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a young staff, um, probably. 75 or 80 percent of my staff have young children at home they're going to school we try to give them every opportunity to go to christmas programs Mm -hmm. to go to parent-teacher conferences and and to do those family things and and we we allow them some flex time so they can work and have some better work life work personal life balance how do you think that or what do you hope your relationship with work has modeled to your kids your kids are older, right? Yeah, yeah my my kids are my kids are post college yeah, age yeah. now, and and I I guess in a in a nutshell, I would I would hope that they would would um, take away from watching me the the value of hard work. I've been I've been really blessed. I'm I'm really truly blessed. Not everybody has the opportunity to be the CEO of, of a bank, and sure. I've. You know, I, my family, you know, I feel like I've worked hard, but everybody works hard. I, I just have been so lucky to be in the right place at the right time and have had some good people to, to support me. Um, but, you know, it's, it's taken a lot of commitment and I, and I hope that they see the, that if you're committed to something and you work hard for something, it, um, it's not not that it hasn't been rocky along the way, mm-hmm. but over time, you know, hard work pays off. Yeah. Well, and sometimes that long-term view, especially, so you're, you're talking about your kids being kind of post-college and they're starting their careers and doing that kind of stuff. Uh, man, we live in a culture that wants everything right this minute. And we look at people who have been in the workforce for 20 or 30 years and we say, I want that. Well, it took them 20 or 30 years to get yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, the ability to have that long view and to realize I need to put my head down and get to work. Uh, the rewards kind of happen down the road in some cases. Yep, correct. What do you look for in leaders when you are looking around your organization and you're looking for the people who are going to move up and, and be the be the people who are leading the organization. What are you yeah, looking for? Yeah. So it, probably in any profession, certainly in banking, when we have a, a, a need for a new employee, there is a technical skill requirement. Mm-hmm. So we like, if it's a lender, we like to see somebody who's got lending experience and knows how to do financial analysis and can develop customer relationships. Or, you know, if it's in the finance department, somebody who's got maybe their CPA designation and has some accounting skills. But in terms of leadership, um, I, I, at my level, I, I don't, uh, I still need to know a lot of the technical uh, requirements of the jobs in banking, mm-hmm. but my job is all about giving the people that I work with the tools that they need to be successful. Yeah. So it's all about communication. It's about relationship management. Um, and that's, 
that's really what we look for in our leadership at the bank. People mm-hmm. have got to be able to work with other people. You've got to be able to communicate, yeah. see the other person's perspective. Um, and those are those those are the softer skills. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can tell if somebody knows how knows how to do financial analysis, yeah. but it's hard to tell sure. if if people are good at having conversations, making making other people feel welcome, making them yeah. uh, you know open up, and and because that then you get the most out of people. Yeah. Um, so that's I I think that relationship management and and ability to communicate is the number one thing that that we need uh, mm-hmm. in our leadership. Yeah. So if if you work at Denali State Bank and you're listening to this right now, <laughs> that's the thing you need to work on. <laughs> um, Steve, you, uh, I, I have gotten to work, uh, you know, adjacent to you for quite a while on the chamber board and just see kind of the way you operate a little bit and to see how you, uh, how you deal with people and that good stuff. And I've just always been impressed by you. And uh, having you here to, to kind of talk, tell your story a little bit and explain racquetball to me uh, is such a treat. I really do appreciate that you, you would take some time to, to do this and your, your humility and uh, the way that you've talked about um, being granted so many opportunities. Like it's, it's refreshing to hear someone uh, kind of speak in those terms. And so I have no, no doubt that that, that is a, a big part of why you've been successful is that it doesn't seem to have gone to your head. Um, and so I, I thank you for being here. And I just, Fairbanks is a better place for having you, having you play in here, whether it's racquetball or work. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you, you asking me. And, and I appreciate certainly what you do for, for the community. I, I, I'm very blessed to be part of the Fairbanks community and part of the banking industry, mm-hmm. which I always tell people we. I don't know if you want to hear this or not, yeah. but our industry, yeah, we compete head to head. There are seven banks in the state of Alaska, but we have a, a banking association for Alaska. We meet regularly. We talk about what we can do that's good for Alaska. We're concerned about the economy of Alaska. We're concerned about the budgeting in Alaska. Uh, we all work together to, to try to make Alaska a better place. So I'm so proud to be part of our industry and, and again, so proud to be part of the Fairbanks community. I'm just very blessed. That's all I can say. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to The Spark, our weekly email for people who want to do their very best work. All the details are at datelinedigital.com forward slash spark.